I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files. Today, it's about getting back to basics. Back to base. Back to what we came here for. What did we come here for? <laughs> well, we came here... Well, I don't think we knew. Um, no. Let me sprinkle a couple more key words in there. Number one. Okay. Aliens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Number two, pregnancy. Uh-huh. <laughs> number number three, oh boy fights. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were just saying at the end of last episode that you missed aliens. You just wanted a good old alien episode. Yeah, this did not have the boy. They they did not have the space boys. No, the space boys were not present. The, there was an allusion to the space boys, which I appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before we get into this episode, it is. Would you categorize this as a mythos episode? Yeah, I would. I definitely would. Can we do a little bit of a review about the flashback about what this is actually about? Like, I don't remember a lot. Um, I'll tell you this, Gorney. We can certainly try. Okay. I, uh, do you want to do the description on a first, though? Yeah, let's do it. So we watch season nine, episode nine, Provenance. Uh, and here's the description. When a religious cult operating in Canada unearths a <gasps> spacecraft similar to the one Scully found in Africa, a plot is set in motion to kill William. <sighs> William. Now, in an episode, this, this one flashes back to, there's a couple things. Scully... Went to Africa, correct? She did go to Africa, that is correct. Did she meet a hot professor lady? Yeah, she sure did. Okay, I do remember that. I do remember the, like, jungle, like, vibes, a.k.a. the uh, uh, Laura Croft vibes that was going on. Real, real Laura Croft hours back in Africa, Mm, yeah. Yes. Uh, I remember the space words hated the Bibble. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Split it right in half. And I remember that, oh, was it a Cherokee? Navajo. Navajo. Navajo co-talker decided that this language was also Navajo? Yeah, or could be, like, deciphered using the same code. I'm not sure. But ultimately what they discovered was that there was a big spaceship under the sand, and what was written on it was every holy book ever. And also the table of elements okay good i think i got it now i want to go back into this episode and i want to give you a little bit of context with what i was working with okay so as you know um we get our copies of the x-files from the library yeah the library of congress i have a feeling that season nine wasn't Mm, well respected (laughs) because the copies that we get from the library were not great quality 
Okay, okay. The copy I got from my library, it had a couple things wrong with it. Let me just tell you. Number one, it was a real close shot. All of it? Yeah, it, like, I would say it focused on the middle, ooh, two-thirds. Oh, no. So everyone's head was cut off. That was great for me. Uh, number two, it was as if a someone was shining a flashlight on my screen at all times. Okay, so kind of what the library did there. <laughs> what the library seems to have done there was that they've just, uh, the library had a copy on their television. Uh. Um, and what they sort of did was just film that. Maybe okay. with the library's phone. It's like, and they didn't have, they, there was no lights in the library's living room, so they had their friend, you know, the other library's shine a, shine a fucking lamp on it. Yeah, I okay. think that's what the library did. Okay, but that doesn't, okay, so very close, super bright light on it, like, the whole time. Number three, everyone's voices were slightly lowered. Okay. <laughs> Now, there was a lot of low talking in this episode. There was low talking, but this was, like, supernatural low. Like, when you watch season, I don't know, 13 of Supernatural, you're like, whoa, those boys' voices are real low. <laughs> they finally hit puberty. <laughs> they hit double puberty, my dude. So when, <laughs> when like, Skelly started talking, I'm like, that's not Skelly's voice. That's, or unless she has a frog in her throat. Oh, so they weren't low in volume. They oh, were... yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like, the waves? They were low. Oh, no. And you didn't think, maybe I'll try to find a different library copy. Uh, I tried to, and then <laughs> all I could find was the library uploaded, um, like, fan theories about season nine, and it was very <laughs> bad. The library is just all over the place. Library has to choose its battles, really. And number four, it was backwards, like flipped. <laughs> so, okay. all the words, all the words were gobbledygook. So, you know, that's for me. That's wild because the copy I got from my library was totally fine. Fine, 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 fine. I just, you know, I it's that feeling I get when I watch The X-Files. When I watch a very bad ep episode of The X-Files, I'm like, I fucking deserve this. Like, be nasty to me. Oh, and this, boy. This copy of The X-Files is real nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I can tell you what the subtitles said. First of all, I have no idea where they are. I saw the top letters, but could not tell you. Because uh, they were both cut off and backwards. Where did we start out? Oh, we started in North Dakota at the Canadian border. Hells yeah. Hells yeah. There are border cops on the North Dakota border. I cannot believe there are actually border cops on the North Dakota border. <laughs> well, you know, someone might be trying to come in from uh, Saskatchewan or Manitoba. I would think Manitoba. If I was in Manitoba, I'd be like, anywhere but here. <laughs> we have so many lakes. <laughs> I gotta get away from all these lakes. <laughs> hey. Oh, I just realized I was gonna make a joke about a city in Manitoba. I don't think I could name a city in Manitoba. <laughs> Not even, like, the one that everybody knows about? 
Well, if you want to say everyone, I would say maybe not me exactly. Not not even Winnipeg. Oh, Winnipeg. <laughs> if you put if you put a hundred dollars on the fucking table, you say, "Hey, Courtney, tell me where Winnipeg is." I'd be like, "Alberta, my dude, no joke." And then, <laughs> and you then teach. I would be for shamed. <laughs> Okay. I mean, we can't. Can you name a city in North Dakota? Um, Bezos. Bezos? Yeah, Bezos, North Dakota. (laughs) I don't live in America. I live in Canada. I live in BC, my dude. Western alienization. I don't know shit about anything besides BC. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. We're here in North Dakota. There are two Border Patrol officers, and they see a man on a motorcycle or some kind of dirt bike, and he's riding away, and they chase him. Yes, there's a chase. He does a big explodey flip. Yes. Now, why did it explode? Don't know. Don't care. Mm. Love a stunt. No idea. We do love a stunt. I will do anything for a stunt. I was like, damn, okay, you got me. I have a question about this. Please. When the the camera pans out, we see I think like alien hieroglyphs, correct? Yeah, on his um oh no, that's later. Yeah, there's alien hieroglyphs on his his rubbings. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Is it also an alien arm? Is he an alien? Did the alien ride the motorcycle? <laughs> no, the man on the motorcycle is Aww. not an alien. Darn. He just has a uh, satchel full of rubbings. And I have to tell you that that watching this episode made me realize that knowing how to do a rubbing um, yeah. was something that I thought was going to come into play a lot more in life just based on how much we did it in elementary school. <laughs> Wait, what did you do rubbings of? Oh, everything. Everything. <laughs> Just do give a, me the rubdown. Do a, give me give me the like average kindergarten rubdown. Like do a rubbing of this tree bark so you can see the what? pattern. Okay. Do a rubbing of a gravestone. <laughs> see, as a teacher, that's what we call busy work. <laughs> <laughs> we did so many rubbings. <laughs> did you do did you do um tree like plants and uh flowers and leaf pressings? Oh, absolutely. But I yeah, also did, did leaf, I did flower pressing in my own spare time because oh, I enjoyed oh. it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had a little flower press. Um, okay. uh, you have to remember, my parents imported and exported florals. Yes, that's true. That's true. You were, you were born into the, the world. <laughs> I'm, I was a flower child. Yes. What did you do with them afterwards? Well, after you press them? Yeah. You look at them. But you go, oh, that's neat. You could just like... I don't know, look at them, and they're not pressed. Well, that's not the same. Sometimes you... Wait, wait, wait. Are you just telling me you took, I don't know, a couple days to press these flowers beautifully, and then you open it up, and you're like, huh, that's neat, and then you do nothing with them? Well, some people put them into paper. What did you do? I don't know. As a kid, I just looked at them. Nothing, nothing tells me the futility of man more than a small child pressing flowers and then being like, hmm, neat, and then tossing them away. I didn't throw them away. I mean, eventually Only to I did. replace with more flowers. 
Okay. Oh boy. Thanks for making my childhood seem pointless. Well, I mean, gotta 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 keep keep you on your feet. Um <laughs> I have a question though, Al. Yeah, please. They make it sound like crossing the border illegally from Canada to the United States happens in like commonly. Yeah. Or matters at all. Mm, what could you, well, as a Canadian, why would you cross the border illegally into the United States? Oh, um, because you run a store called Pirate Joe's. <laughs> you can't, you can't get big old Trader Joe's, you can't get them off your back, huh? Yeah, they won't let you down if they know uh, that's where you're coming, so you gotta, yeah. you know, you gotta sneak through the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go down the grocery store, you go down to Freddie Myers, and you're like, oh my sh- shit, dog, their milk is $2. $2 a gallon. What is <laughs> fucking going on down here? And you buy 17 gallons of milk, and then you have to hightail it back out. You don't want to stay. You get your $2 milk and you go back up. Yeah, those those days are past now. Yeah, those, oh boy, never, two done, $2 milk is all gone. I actually, frankly, have been missing Walmart cereal. Oh, God, yes. And and coffee M&Ms? I mean, I also miss my parents, who are yeah, also yeah, yeah, over yeah, the border. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah. go see because the border's crossing, and they're older yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. have health problems that I can't. But cereal? <laughs> <laughs> they got wax sodas down there? Oh, man. Got, the oh, land man. of plenty. America. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your, uh, what's your, not to put the tiger on the table and yell at it, what's your teepee sitch? What's my teepee? Oh, um, we got four rolls, um, and I'm been a bad pooper recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are, we are on, there's a race, Al, right now. Um, we have four rolls of toilet paper downstairs. We cannot find any, uh, but my bidet is on its way. Nice. So it's a call. It's the great butt race of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inspiring. I also, I have a bit of news. Uh, speaking of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom called and said that our favorite um, establishment, McMinimins, mm-hmm. uh, they're open for tater tot delivery. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I want it so bad. If Space Cadets, if you're not in uh, northwestern the United States, uh, we have this beautiful establishment run by two older brothers, uh, and they buy up old historical buildings that are about to be ripped down. They restore them into hotels and bars, and they serve <gasps> the best tots in the Pacific Northwest. Cajun tots, baby. Oh, and uh, so the, they're open for business. You can go drive down and uh, sit in your sit in your car, and they'll deliver tots right to your fucking door. Oh God, can you imagine? Can you My imagine? mom and dad are doing it this weekend. <laughs> <sighs> one day, bud. One day. Yeah, I got to get back to those tots. Okay, let's talk about something being really powerful. Okay. Um, so Scully walks into a room at the FBI full of a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Um, and they're like, tell us what you know about these rubbings. And she's like, 
their rubbings, I guess. <laughs> and um, they won't tell her anything, and she's not going to tell them anything. And so everybody just kind of glares at each other. Yeah, it's kind of like dark. See, I couldn't see like who exactly the men were because the tops of their heads were cut off. But they oh, were, I like, can tell you, brooding. We had Alvin Kirsch. Okay, yeah. We had Walter Skinner. Yeah. We had Brad oh. Fulmer. Let me tell you, Walter Skinner and Brad's voices, slightly lowered two octaves, mm, like butter, friend. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I could um, only see their mouths, so that's that was nice, too. Oh, yeah. And then we also had the first ever appearance of the Toothpick Man, played by Alan Dale. Did not seem mm-hmm. exciting in this episode. Do not know what his uh, existence is going to hold for us, but yeah, Alan oh. Dale, you may know him from the O.C., I do not, could not tell you about him. He was on the OC. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> so why, okay, I have a question. What? Why, he's, he had a toothpick in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, don't know why, don't know what his whole deal is. He didn't really say much, no. he was just there. I think he's supposed to be like the new cigarette smoking man. Okay, and cigarettes is bad for you, so you got a toothpick. I guess. I don't like toothpicks. You don't like toothpicks? No, because, like, I don't know. I just, okay, if you're actively picking, like, a a raspberry seed between your gums, like, I get that. But people who just, like, have them hanging from their mouth, it's like, are you you just ready to eat something nasty? Is that what your whole deal is? That's, it's like people who walk around with just, like, a napkin tucked into their bib all the time. (laughs) I'm going to eat a lot of corn later. They're waiting for the pulled pork, man. They know it's coming. They just oh don't know boy. when. It's a big move. It's a big energy. And I don't know if I'm prepared for it. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, Skelly goes to Doggett and Monica. And those two are um, basically useless. Yep. And she says, hey, this thing is happening. And they're like, nobody told us about it. She's like, that's because you're dweebs. <laughs> yeah. And the big thing here is these these little doodles, these little writings are very powerful. Scully yeah. says the word powerful 20 times. She sure does. It's a lot. And then we get to go to the maybe the most important scene. Yes, correct. Uh, of Doggett. He's wearing a shiny jacket. I can't emphasize yes. enough how shiny this jacket is. Mm. So uh, and then he walks on to this crime scene where there's a bunch of yeah. agents and talks to Brad Fulmer. And the close talking <laughs> in this scene was made even more powerful by my two-thirds cutoff of the actual television. Oh, my and God. And also, it was made very powerful because their voices were two octaves lower. And I appreciated everything that the library did for me in this moment. It was... um tasty this scene it was and Brad- they were just like exchanging lines back and forth oh. and then you know basically the gist of it is uh dog is wondering why he hasn't been invited to this when every other agent in the world is there and and uh fulmer saying well it's not an x-files and then uh dog it looks at brad fulmer and he says you got a body <laughs> it's good. and brad slowly wings yeah he's like oh i got a body and Brad also says, um, if you've come all this way looking for something, like he just, I don't know, there's a tension. There's a sexual tension between the two of them. Now, okay, 
If we had to pick the perfect X-Files thruple, mm. who would be their third wheel? I mean, it's got to be Skinner, right? Well, he... Cursed. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling, Yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. That's cursed. what I'm feeling. There's a real weird, like, power struggle between those three that I kind of like, because Brad's kind of an ass-kicker to Hirscht, and Doggett's not an ass-kisser, and so <laughs> it's kind of like a little fun, little, 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 little threesome thing. <laughs> I like it. I think it's interesting. I'm here for it. Okay. So the gooey man. So there is a burnt, there's a burnt man. He's very gooey. He's gooey, and the worst thing possible, he's crawling through the forest floor because he was set on fire by a, the bicycle, the motorcycle, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he's got dirt on his, in his juice. Yeah, he you know sure does. I mean? It's It looks like a real bad situation. I just, do you remember as a kid when you, like, would run around and skin your knee and then there was, like, rocks in your knee and then it scabbed over? Courtney, I have talked about this on the podcast before, I'm sure, but I have a penchant for skinning my knees even now as an adult. <laughs> When's the last time you skinned your knee? Uh, I think probably like three or four years ago, but I remember it just very well. Oh, yeah? Did you take a tumble? I was on the way into work, yeah. and I tripped on the sidewalk, and I skinned both my knees, and I was wearing jeans that have, you know, fashionable holes in the knees. Oh, no. Um, and so there was just blood everywhere, and I walked into... You know how after you fall down and you skin your knees and you, like, have that rush of adrenaline? Well, I feel embarrassment, but I guess that's also adrenaline. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, yeah, after the adrenaline dies, you just feel embarrassed and, like, a little bit like you want to cry. Yeah. Um, so I sort of staggered into work with bloody knees and just, like, <laughs> you rocks embedded in my palms <laughs> and just felt about, like, the least adult I'd ever felt in my life. Yeah, skinning skinning your knees takes a lot of humanity out of you, huh? It truly, truly does. <laughs> There's always it, it it reverts us back to childhood and not in a good way. In a yeah, real, you just want to go home. We just want to go home to our to our beds and our stuffed animals and cry a little. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, a hundred percent. I remember one time as a kid, and I vi- I don't have great memories, but I remember this vividly. In elementary school, I was running around as a kid does, and I fell and skinned my knees real bad. And, uh, you know, I was crying, and the teacher was helping me. And then I started screaming, uh, and I looked on my palm, and I ha- a bee had stung me as well on my palm <laughs> on my head. And it oh, was no. the most horrifying moment when I see this bee sticking out of my hand. That's a double whammy. That sucks. Adding insult to injury. Yeah, it was it was a really awful moment. And if you and I ever go back to, to Ontario together and I take you on a tour of my hometown, I could tell you exactly where that happened. <laughs> oh, that sounds like actually quite fun. <laughs> Oh man, a, a tour. Well, you took you took Colin and I on a home tour. Yeah, and I've been around your sort of the area that you grew up in, Washington. Uh, oh yeah, Kelso. Did I take you a? Little, you took me to Kelso. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We took you to a nasty dar- diner. It was uh, <laughs> awesome, and I loved it. <laughs> the best, the best Kelso Washington has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So this episode, besides the sort of low-talking parts and a few other moments, is maybe not that exciting. 
Yeah, there was just it was just a couple a couple of things that I dis well I would say I've been there and back again, and now that we've arrived at this episode of the X Files, I'm almost nostalgic to how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just saying there are some things we can definitely brush over. Yes. The the big thing um that I do want to talk about is number one. Why do uh, Reyes and Doggett still call Scully Agent Scully? Why do they call each other Agent blah blah blah? Oh, uh, maybe it's a sign of respect. Well, why wouldn't you just call him by their first name like a fucking adult? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Chris Carter thinks it's hot. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they don't know Scully's first name. <laughs> Could huh? be. Could be. I do that in my school. With people you don't know the first name of? Well, there's a teacher I don't care for. He's the one I talked to you about, about TJF. Uh, the yes. TJF man. I forget his first name all the time. Um, so I just refer to him as his, with his teacher name. Oh, yeah. I think that's fair. Anyone that you don't, you know, particularly care for, you can always yeah. pointedly last name them. When I was a kid, if we didn't like yeah. a teacher, we just made up a disrespectful nickname for them. <gasps> Did you really? Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember some of them? Uh, yeah, yeah. I had a teacher named Mr. I think his might, name just might have been Mr. White. Yeah. Um, and we absolutely called him Whitey. Um, <laughs> and also we joked that his nice. kids looked like they had been cut and pasted from magazine photos of other kids. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> And we had a, another teacher that we really didn't like, and she didn't like us, and we called her the Fairy Loud Mother. Oh, my God. This is like comedy beginnings. Yeah, I was not a kind child to teachers. No. I had zero respect for authority. That's um, fine. <laughs> and that kind of got me to where I am today. You know what? I would I would rather have a kid like you in my class than a kiss ass. Yeah. Fucking That's hate fair. a kiss ass. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk about this big baby. P- please tell me about the big baby. Okay, so here's the thing. For whatever reason, people is after the big baby again. And this baby yeah. has gotten a lot bigger since the last time we saw him. <laughs> His head is like a watermelon, my dude. Oh, it sure is. That's one big-ass baby. His neck muscles must be like fucking like Arnold Schwarzenegger to hold up that big old noggin. <laughs> And so Scully, okay, so there's a uh, crime, mm. <laughs> an X-Files crime, and so Scully has to go meet Doggett in South Dakota, North Dakota, wherever. And uh, What? So she, no, what? <laughs> where is she running off to? I don't remember. I don't think She's, they go to North or South Dakota. She goes somewhere. Oh man, I gotta tell you, I'm trying to remember the episode I watched an hour ago. I got nothing. Yeah. Same, 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 but I will same, tell same. you that 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 alien dig, the UFO cult dig, was not in North or South Dakota. It was in Alberta province. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. No, it Alberta's, doesn't. Alberta's not above. No, it's not. Is it? I don't think so. It's above Montana and Idaho. Yeah, that's a far. Hey, that's a far drive, my dude. <laughs> 
And also, every time they uh, talk, had it on screen, it said Alberta province. <laughs> Look, I'm sure this, you know, geography fucking study is great for our listeners. But I want to talk about the big baby, okay? Okay, okay. Tell me about the big baby. Okay, the big baby is going to be left with Scully's mom. And Scully's mom fucking lays on the guilt trip. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. this baby and his big head is a fucking miracle from Gad. And Scully, <laughs> you've got to stop running away from your big baby. Your big baby is growing substantially in my hands right now. Where are you fucking going at 10 o'clock in, at night? Uh, do we know where Scully's going? No, we yeah, do not. she she went to Monica Ray's apartment to look at the skull, the the rubbings, oh, and sort of wear a turtleneck right. and sort of talk really softly to Monica Reyes in a kind of gay way. Oh yeah, the soft talking. What was going on with that? Well, you know, it turns out that those rubbings could uh, they could disprove everything that man holds dear and believes in. So they had to sort of talk about it while making a lot of eye contact. They did. They talked about it so softly as if, it like, the place was bugged. It was in a whisper. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but here's the thing. Here's where we got a do-do-do-do-do-do baby heist. Scully gets back, and uh, her mom's been pummeled, and there is there is an agent, and he is about to tuck that baby into bed, but real good. Yep. That's the gooey man from the bike, and he's trying to kill that baby. He's gonna, he's trying to... No, he's just trying to give him a little pillow. He's gonna do a baby crime. He's gonna do... He's gonna do just a little... Just a little baby heist. Just... You know what? Here's the thing. We know for a fact that there are baby murderers amongst us in the X-Files universe. We saw oh, absolutely. Last... Why is this man just killing this baby? Monica Reyes should just have to really have a hard think about whether or not that baby should die. Yeah. Okay. I do... I, I am going to ask you to do a little bit of a mind crime and, and think back to when we watched season 10 and 11 of The X-Files. Okay, that is a crime. Thank you. I'm sorry. Well, at least I'm not asking you to watch it again. I wouldn't. Is William a bad boy? Oh, he is a bad boy for sure. But no, but I mean, not like a bad boy. But is he like, we should kill this child? Bad? No, no. He's like, kind of got super soldier powers, but he's good at heart. Okay. Look, he did he lure two teenage girls onto the McBarge <laughs> to be killed by a nightmare monster? Yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Maybe we should baby heist them. <laughs> Maybe we should do some fratricide, my dude. Yeah, because, you know, you can't be using the McBarge that way. No, that's a holy place. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Scully, um, Scully shoots Scully this man. Scully shoots a man. Scully sh- Hey, oh, this is where it gets buck wild. Yeah, I'm fucking rules. Fucking, so, so the man is going to kill her baby, and she is going into mama bear mode and fucking mm-hmm. screaming. And Scully's mom... Fucking cold ass just hands her a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so and good. Then Scully slams open the door and fucking clusters just center of mass right into his tum tum. Two in the gut, man. And uh Jesus. Okay, so right now, as we're talking about Scully's badassery, I would love to bring up a quote from the Wikipedia page. Please. 
Uh, so this episode was directed by Kim Manners, and uh, Manners says uh, that he was very pleased with Anderson's performance in this episode, later saying that her acting, quote unquote, was very sexual. <laughs> this is a bad show. Hey, <laughs> this is a really bad show. It's, it's a, a bad really show. bad show. Oh, man. Oh, it really fucking gets me hard when a mom's fucking shoots a man who's trying to kill her only miracle <laughs> god-given baby oh my testicles oh, are throbbing i could jerk off to that forever Ugh. whisper a little bit more mm. you know what i could jerk off to forever what what <laughs> what this gold tie gold shirt combo that brad fulmer is wearing oh the gold he is truly a boy king he is a boy king. He's a nasty boy king, and I love him. <laughs> the gold tie is such a look, and I I got to smile when I see it, because it's like he's just a small boy, small-time boy, and he's going to pick out his big power tie and put it on. He's like, maybe now someone will notice me. <laughs> gold tie, gold shirt, baby. That's a power move. And then he goes home to his race car bed, and he tucks himself <laughs> in. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds right. That's Brad. That's Brad. Okay. Um, this is the thing that is also Buckwild. This is the, like, going back to Basics X-Files. Um, Reyes and, and, and Doggett come into Scully's uh, apartment, and Scully's holding the baby, and they're just kind of chilling, and the mom has, like, ice on her head, or on her noggin. There's a man bleeding out in the nursery. <laughs> and only Doggett cares. Scully is a doctor. My mm, dude. A medical doctor. And also an FBI agent. Yeah, and she killed a man in cold blood, and we loved it. You'd th- <laughs> you think she would, I don't know, question him, get him to the hospital. Well, I she does know. try to question him as soon as Doggy gets there. She shouts in his goddamn face. Yeah, she puts her thumb right in the bullet hole. <laughs> That's real And nasty. he says, he, uh, he, the child must die. And then is he is he dead? Did he, does yeah, he die? Yeah, I think he dies. Um, and then... That, okay. If you're a baby, it doesn't matter, it does not matter what powers you have. If a man dies in cold blood on your fucking bassinet floor, you're going to be haunted. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's also (laughs) haunted by that weird stone. Yeah, the stone. (laughs) So Scully has a piece of the the alien writing that she took off of the man she murdered in cold blood. And she puts it in a drawer and her and Monica are talking and the little little guy just wants to get out of the drawer. (laughs) He's just like, let me out of here. Here's the thing. It smells a Bible. It really got a cut in half. (laughs) It breaks it. She opens the drawer yeah. And it breaks through one of the bars of his crib to hover over yeah. his head and rotate. Yeah. 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 Can I tell you what I found very tiring about this episode? <laughs> Everything? Doggett. I, every yeah. time the Doggett is like, oh, what are you saying? It's aliens? Yeah. I just can't with him. Like, yeah, no. Doggett, it's fucking aliens. We it's know it's aliens, aliens, dude. Yeah. We've been over this. This is the problem with having this whole setup of like two new agents who are not, who have not gone through everything we, you and I have gone through, Al. Like it's aliens, my dude. But also like, even if I hadn't gone through all of that and I hear that the baby's got a rock floating over its head, like from an alien spaceship, I'm like, okay, 
I don't need the details. It's aliens. <laughs> it's aliens. Bless. Okay, speaking of Doggett, can I talk about... Well, I'm going to get you to talk about this car fight. Okay. Because all I, all I remember is Doggett gets in a fight with a car and it ends real bad. <laughs> she sure does. Uh, yeah, okay, so the um, Scully has a plan to keep the baby safe. She and yeah. Monica Reyes get into a car with the big baby and they drive away. And then yeah. Doggett looks across the street and he sees a woman from Alberta sitting in her car. Yes, I would be afraid too. And Wait, um, how do you know she's from Alberta? Oh, because we saw her in Alberta, in Calgary, Alberta province. <laughs> oh, I missed, missed that. Does she have a wild rose sticker, bumper sticker on the back of her car? Yes, and just a terrible haircut. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're coming for you, Alberta. Fucking get, get fucked, Alberta. Dicks. <laughs> uh, so he sees her and he starts walking towards her and he holds up his gun. And he says, stop, I'm FBI. And she just, whew, she she just hits him. He goes flying. He goes, he's by. He gets in a car fight and loses. <laughs> you know what? If you get in a car fight without... You brought a human body to a car fight, son, and that's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> Meanwhile, my favorite moment of this whole series is when Monica Ugh. and fucking Scully get out their big baby in an alley, and they're like, okay, big baby, we're going to send you to, to men who can take care of you, and fucking... My dude, Al, the boys are back in town, my friend. <laughs> it's the Gerblins, and they're starring in this remake of Three Men and a Baby. Oh, if only. <laughs> if only if only the show was the Gerblins and a Baby, I would be so stoked. Mm. They're so, so tender so, so, so. with, with, so with tender. Big Will. Big Willie yeah. style. Big Willie style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the thing. The baby, so there's a touching moment, and you know these Gerblins are going to be the best three dads that this baby has ever had, because frankly, it's had zero dads up to now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, so the baby gets in the car, and the fucking X-Files rips this moment from our hands, because not two seconds that the big baby is in the hands of the three Gerblins, the three dads, is... The Alberta woman fucking does another car crime, shoots out the tire, the fucking v- adorable, may I say, VW van that all three of them own and drive, um, <laughs> hits a pole. <laughs> they all have three steering wheels, like Lisa Simpson, or uh, sorry, yeah. like Maggie Simpson, and uh, <laughs> it hits a pole, and the three dads, my three dads, no more. Yeah, men and a well, baby? no more. She she no opens more. up that that sliding door, and uh, well, we can see that Garth Gerblin has got a big wound on his head, and the yeah. suit Gerblin she puts that gun right to his temple, as if to say, "Give me the baby, give me the baby, give me that big baby, give and, me that big big baby." Sue Sue Gerblin's like, "You gotta give me like five minutes to take this big baby out of here." <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's, it's gonna be big. a minute. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a real big. It's gonna be some some time to kind of caress this um that's the end and i assume this is part one of two yeah it is i mean i'm okay this is okay i'm not mad because this is a gift compared to what we've been given in season nine. Oh yeah it's fine it's fine yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine it's, it's fine write this fucker yeah let's do it i ran on a spooky scale one is uh, not spooky. Five is so spooky. I'm gonna give this a one because the the baby floating the rock above its head. Don't ever want to see that again. 
Okay, Very okay, creepy. Okay. Uh, I read baby. on a, I read on a rage scale. It goes from one, which is a great episode. I have never seen one of those. No. And um, uh, it goes all the way to first person shooter, which is the worst episode we've watched to date. And mm-hmm. I am gonna give this episode a four. Not bad. Not bad. Fine. Classic X Files. Kind of what I needed. Yep. Breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um. Lots of low talking, oh. some boy fights, and a big, big baby. Yeah, big baby. Uh, three men and a baby, very mm-hmm. slightly. And uh, Canada, my dude. Alberta province, Canada. Alberta province, Canada. Um, I do want to do some personal X-Files. Before that, I mm-hmm. want you to tell me, if I were to, say, mm, turn on my the podcast player of choice and i were to say mm, get a new podcast going yeah which one would you uh, suggest to me a listener a listener you a listener yeah well mm-hmm. there are so many great podcasts on the major cast network which is the network uh that we call home we love it mm. and uh here's one that you might enjoy hello there my name is katie wright and i host brett easton hell yes the only podcast dedicated solely to the works of Brett Easton Ellis. Who is Brett Easton Ellis, you may ask? Well, he is the author of such generation-defining novels as American Psycho, Less Than Zero, and The Rules of Attraction. He famously took on such topics as the nihilism and pessimism of the 80s, the entitlement of the wealthy, uh, and the evils of capitalism. Sounds great, right? Well, it's not that simple, because he's also the man who recently wrote a book that's just basically about how much he triggers millennials, Uh, and he's also the man who once famously said that women can't direct. Uh, There's a lot to unpack with Brett Easton Ellis. He's wonderful and terrible. I love him as much as I hate him, and I hope that in listening to this podcast, you will come to feel the same way. So please join me on my journey through the wildly inconsistent and problematic, but deeply delightful sometimes works of Brett Easton Ellis on Brett Easton Hell Yes every Sunday on the Major Casts Network. <gasps> oh, it's refreshing, frankly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I hear you have a personal X-Files from us that is hot off the presses. I have some b-b-b-breaking news. What? Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-Files. Yeah. This article comes to us from Billboard.com. The only news source that I require in this, the year 2020. And it goes a little something like this. Navy publishes three UFO videos previously posted by Tom DeLonge's To the Stars Academy. This is Buckwild because you and I talked about, fuck it, what, wait, wait, what band was he from? Some 41, right? Yeah, no, actually, I think it was Good Charlotte. Oh, no, no, no. Blink-182. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you not doing a joke? Oh, I... Was I? <laughs> or did you think no. he was actually from Sum 41? No. Oh, he's Blink-182. I th- I forgot. I forgot which one he was from. They're all the same, my dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, 
here's the thing. On the uh, live album by Blink-182, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, uh, uh, song number three is called Aliens Exist. And this was back in fucking, you know, 2002. They were calling it, sorry, 1999. They were calling it back then. Well, now uh, Tom's got a little something something for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's really hit the presses. Uh, things like hashtag aliens exist, hashtag UFO 2020, and hashtag aliens are real have been trending all day. Here is what this article has to say. Tom DeLonge's years-long effort to publicize alleged UFO sightings came to fruition this week when the U.S. Navy officially released three of the clips the former Blink-182 singer has been talking about for years. The Mm. eerie clips, titled Gimbal.WMV, Flur.MP4, and GoFast.WMV, were first published by the New York Times and DeLonge's UFO research organization to the Stars Academy in 2017 and 2018. Did you say one of those is just called GoFast? Uh-huh. Is it just a Sonic? <laughs> it could be a Sonic. It could be Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what this means is that um, Tom DeLonge had published these on his personal tra- alien finding YouTube video or YouTube yes. site. Um, yes. And a couple months ago, I think, got the Department of Defense to admit that they were real. And yes. uh, now they have actually been declassified by the Department of Defense. This is, hey, in any other year... This would be astounding. Yeah. It felt buck wild when when they sort of uh, admitted that they were real. That felt like it was not part of the correct timeline. No, Um, no, no, no. But now in the year 2020, this is just, it's just no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know about you, but I do feel like reality is sort of um, coming undone around me. The other day on Tumblr, I learned that there was a song by Loretta Lynn um, called Fist City. Called what? Fist City. Okay. Um, and it's about her saying that uh, if if this woman doesn't stay away from her man, she's going to take her to Fist City. Okay. okay. And it was at that point that I thought, oh, nothing's real anymore. <laughs> Look... If fucking Blink-182 can have a song called Dick Lips Blowjob, then anything is possible. Where's Loretta Lynn? I know, I know, I know. We expect better of her, but frankly... It's 1968, Courtney. <laughs> they were some nasty stuff in the 60s. That's true. They were all some just nursy stuff. We don't like to think about it, but our parents did some nursy stuff. Oh, absolutely. Including stuff in Piss City. Yeah. And they're not going to talk about it, and we don't they're want them to. They're not going to talk about it at all. Well, my parents do when they do get drunk, and it is a lot for me, personally. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Um, I did watch the videos. Did you watch the videos? Uh, no, I didn't. I will have to check them out. Um, it's just a Mothman, my dude. Oh, is it just a Mothman? Oh, okay, just, cool. Well, I'm glad you It's just a Mothman. Around. It's a Sonic and it's a Mothman. It's oh, nice. a Mothman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good, very good. Um, I want to rate this fucker. Before we do, but can we you... We already rated it, homie. Did we? Yeah. I want to rate it again. It was good. You gave okay. it a one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give uh, these UFOs a one because I love them very much. 
Uh, let us do predictions. Okay, that sounds good. Do, so do, it's do. your turn to predict. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. I don't think I got any points. No, I don't think you got any points either. Um, so this was, we watched Provenance, which is season nine, episode nine, and your yeah. episode, season nine, episode ten, is Providence. Mm. See what they did there? A oh, provi- Providence of Alberta, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they mean? No. No? No, that's a province. What are you talking did, about? Did I ever tell you that when I moved to New England, everyone made fun of me because I said Providence, Rhode Island, like province of Canada. And oh, then really? When I, moved, when I moved back to Canada, I called provinces providences. And it just oh, fucking messed me up. It fucking just messed me up. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this is a real, we're, we're scratching open some scabs here. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. What, uh... Okay, so is it, like, Providence, Rhode Island? Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're in Rhode Island. Uh, oh, so this is, this is, this is episode two of Of a two-parter, yeah. Of the two-parter, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, the Gerblins go get their baby back, baby. (laughs) I'm gonna say... This is a road trip up to Canada, Alberta, Canada, the province. And then uh, to get Big Baby back, the his three dads are going to go get him. I love it. And I hope it, I hope that's what happens. Um, I think you keep talking about the toothpick man. I think he is going to um, try to get Scully to give up Big Baby. Um, I think there's going to be, so Scully and Monica Reyes and Doggett are going to kind of stay in at home at the East Coast doing like close talking, negotiations, dark rooms, and then the three Gerblins are going to get, are going to get the baby back. Nice. Baby okay. Back, baby so back, how do you want to split that back, up? Baby back. Baby back. Okay. I want my baby back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go to Chili's. You have to stay inside. Y'all, remember when InSync sang that song, I Want My Baby Back, Ruth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what timeline are we on that that existed? The, the, just the weirdest one. The weirdest one, huh? The, the, weirdest, the weirdest, most one. commercial capitalist one. Uh, anyway, half point for uh, three men and a baby, half point for Toothpick Man being a, a big bad who's negotiating with Scully. Okay. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. If the space cadets want to tell us how they're doing in isolation, where should they get a hold of us? Oh, you can find us via our email address, which is doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelt out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at doublexfiles. And we would love to hear from you because, you know, we're all having a time. We're all having a time. A time. So a, let a us time. be your pandemic pen pals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That's the whole, that's the podcast. Great. Uh, until next time, 
the truth, truth is, is out there. Out there. Well, <laughs> no. Here's the thing: when I splice it together, it's perfect. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you do your best. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun. Stay nasty. And stay major.